Welcome to the Road Less Traveled Podcast. This is episode one, and this is your host, Data Pioneer. Um, welcome aboard, guys. Uh, this is my first time doing a podcast. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're going to be looking at subject matter in technology primarily, but we'll be looking at other uh, subject areas as well. But we'll be focusing on things that uh, most podcasters don't talk about, uh, material that just isn't covered. Uh, so that's uh, why it's called The Road Less Traveled. We'll be looking at the areas where others don't tread. And so I'm looking forward to getting down that road. So if you want to join me, come on down the road less traveled and let's get on with it. Okay, welcome back to uh, The Road Less Traveled, and your host, Data Pioneer here, episode one of The Road Less Traveled podcast, brought to you by Data Pioneer. Um, Before I get started today, guys, on my podcast, I just want to say I do have a YouTube channel, and I want to advertise that here on this channel uh, for this podcast. It is called the Linux Unix Tech Channel, Um, and so if you just go up on YouTube and search for Linux slash Unix slash tech channel, uh, you'll be able to find it. I don't have a, a hyperlink to give you uh, right now, but uh, in future video or podcast, rather, I will probably do that. Um, and uh, I also have a Facebook group. It's a private group. You'll have to uh, request to join it. It's called the Linux Unix Tech um, Group. And I've got about, uh, oh, I'd say 52 members right now in that group. Uh, and uh, in that group, we discuss uh, technology issues and items, and uh, people ask questions, get answers. That's what it's for. So I thought I would uh, shout out to that for my uh, YouTube channel and my Facebook group. Go ahead and uh, take a look at those. On Facebook, if you just uh, search for Linux Unix Tech, you'll find it as well. All right, so today, what are we going to talk about? I want to talk about, uh, on my first podcast, I want to talk about supercomputers. I've always been fascinated by supercomputers, and um, it's an area that uh, you know that requires a lot of uh, uh, investigation because you know not everyone knows what a supercomputer is. So, what is a supercomputer? Uh, is a su- supercomputer something that uh, is able to uh, leap tall buildings with a single bound? Uh, is faster than a locomotive? No, that's not what a supercomputer is. Um, a supercomputer really isn't one single computer. A uh, supercomputer is a uh, composite. It's made up of many, many, many computers. And um, supercomputers basically are high-level performing computers that are linked together in parallel to operate in parallel uh, as compared to a general-purpose computer, which is just a desktop um, that you know does one thing. Uh, for the user and supercomputers uh, are linked together in parallel and they perform their operations in parallel and they do many things. Uh, The performance of the supercomputer 
is commonly measured in uh, floating point operations per second, and we'll get into some of those stats uh, later on in this podcast. Um, typical desktop computers that you're familiar with um, have processors in them, Intel, AMD, that kind of thing, um, Ryzen processors. And you'll often hear people say um, that this particular processor has a 3.9 gigahertz processor in it. Uh, what that means is, is that it's able to perform 3.9 billion operations per second or instructions per second. Um, and supercomputers, though, are far greater in, in capability than that, and that's because they have uh, many, many processors uh, working together in parallel to push that processing level even higher and higher and higher. Uh, so today I thought what I'd do is look at the top 10 supercomputers super of the world. And, um, and so we'll do that right after this. Okay, we're back. Uh, so let's go ahead and take a look at the top 10 supercomputers of the world uh, that I'm showcasing today on this podcast. Let's look at what uh, supercomputer is listed as number 10 right now. The number 10 supercomputer is a computer called Lassen, L-A-S-S-E-N. Uh, and it is the um, uh, unclassified version of another supercomputer called Sierra. Uh, and it's located at the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. Um, a little bit slower than its sibling. Uh, it operates at about 18.2 petaflops. If you're not familiar with what a petaflop is, a petaflop uh, is a quadrillion operations or flops per second. Um, compare that to a typical desktop computer, as I mentioned earlier, uh, in the gigahertz or billions of operations per second. And that's, that's quite a bit. Uh, quadrillion is 1 times 10 to the 12th power. Whereas, uh, you know, a, a gigahertz uh, processor is operating at 1 times 10 to the ninth power. Uh, and so that's quite a bit of, a, you know, an improvement uh, over its operation. Um, it's powered by, Lassen is powered by the IBM Power 9 and NVIDIA V100 GPU architecture. Very fast computer. It is number 10 on our list. Number 9. Number 9 computer is a computer called SuperMuck-NG. Now, SuperMuck-NG that broke into the top 10 list last fall, uh, and it is uh, was then at number 8. Uh, this computer is built for the Leibniz Supercomputer Center in Germany. It was built by a company called Lenovo, uh, and it's comprised of Intel Platinum Xenon processors and the company's OmniPath Interconnect. It is the most powerful supercomputer that is powered solely by x86 architecture processors, and it delivers uh, HPL performance of about 19.5 petaflops. Very fast computer. Coming in at number eight is the AI Bridging Cloud Infrastructure, or ABCI, as it's called. It's installed at the National Institute of Advanced Industrial Science and Technology in Japan. 
And the AI Bridging Cloud Infrastructure, or ABCI, as I mentioned, uh, it drops from the number seven slot to the number eight slot currently that it's holding. Uh, it's a very ener energy efficient machine. It's built by Fujitsu uh, using a Prime Energy CX2550 servers equipped with Xenon Gold processors and NVIDIA Tesla V100 GPUs. This particular supercomputer is capable of about 19.9 petaflops and uh, boasts energy efficiency of 12.05 gigaflops per watt. Not a bad uh, performer for a supercomputer. And that is number eight, the AI Bridging Cloud Infrastructure, or ABCI. Okay, so let's look at uh, the number seven on the list of supercomputers. And that particular supercomputer happens to be one that you may be familiar with, you may have heard of in the past. It's called Trinity. Uh, and Trinity is a Cray computer. It's a Cray XC40 system, and it's operated by the Los Alamos National Laboratory and the Sandia National Laboratories. Now, this particular supercomputer peaks out at 20.2 petaflops, not a bad uh, showing for supercomputers. And it earns this number seven position uh, because it uh, has increased its capacity for speed. It's powered by Intel Xeon and Xeon Phi processors, and it's housed at the U.S. Department of Energy's Los Alamos National Laboratory. As I mentioned, it's powered, um, its power efficiency rather, is about 3.678 gigaflops per watt. Not bad at all. Let's look at number six. Number six supercomputer right now is one called the PIZDAIT, P-I-Z-D-A-I-T supercomputer. Uh, it fell one spot from uh, previous showing, uh, now number six, and uh, it has uh, risen steadily from its number 114 spot, uh, spot back in 2012 to current number six spot in the world. Not a bad uh, showing there for a supercomputer. Uh, it is also a Cray XC50 system installed at the Swiss National Supercomputing Center, or the CSCS, in Lugano, Switzerland. Uh, it's equipped with Intel Xeon CPUs and NVIDIA Tesla P100 GPUs. Uh, the uh, PizDate supercomputer remains the most powerful system in Europe at the present time, and it boasts a 21.2 petaflop performance, so not bad. Number five, number five supercomputer in the world is one called Frontera. F-R-O-N-T-E-R-A. Frontera is the only new supercomputer in the top 10, jumping in at number 5. Uh, it is a Dell C6400, or 6420 rather, system. It's powered by Intel Xeon Platinum 8280 processors, uh, and it's installed at the Texas Advanced Computing Center uh, of the University of Texas in Austin. Um, it's a, an area where I've had a chance to visit, Austin, Texas, and so I, I've never had a chance to really look at the Frontera supercomputer, but uh, if I ever get down there again, I'll take a look at that. Uh, its peak performance is about 23.5 petaflops of HPL. Not a bad showing for supercomputer. Number four. Number four supercomputer in the world is the Tianhe 2A Milky Way 2A supercomputer, as it's referred to. Uh, the Tihane 2A system is developed by China's National University of Defense 
technology, not a surprise. And it's deployed at the National Supercomputer Center in Guangzhou, China. Maintained its ranking at number four. It is powered by Intel Xeon E5 2692 version 2 and Matrix 2000 processors uh, with a core count of nearly 5 million cores. That's really amazing. Uh, 5 million processors in one system, uh, all running in parallel. Its maximum performance is 61.4 petaflops, uh, the same as before, and its power efficiency is about 3.32 gigaflops per watt. Uh, amazing supercomputer. Uh, not surprising that it comes out of China. Chi China has uh, uh, been developing supercomputers for quite a while and has had the fastest supercomputer uh, in the world many times over. The United States is catching up now uh, with supercomputing platforms and overtaking China in a lot of ways. Let's look at number three. Number three is the Sunway uh, TyLite, Sunway TyLite supercomputer. It spent uh, two years at the number one spot, also Chinese, um, and it's installed at China's National Supercomputing Center in Wuxi, W-U-X-I, may have mispronounced that, but uh, its HPL performance is about 93.0 petaflops, 93.0 quadrillion instructions or operations per second. It's notable for not using any accelerator chips. It relies solely on uh, 40,960 Sunway 26010 processors, each with 260 cores. That is amazing. Its power efficiency is about 6.2. 051 gigaflops per watt. Not bad. Number two. Number two is the Sierra that we mentioned earlier. Uh, it is the sister supercomputer for the number 10 slot, slot right now. The Sierra supercomputer is, was built by IBM for the Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory in California. And Sierra remains at number two on the top 500 list of supercomputers in the world. Uh, it has about 1.572 million cores uh, in its uh, complement. And it, these are supplied by IBM Power9 processors and boosted by NVIDIA Volta GV100 accelerators, uh, which add another 1,382,400 cores to the mix. Its performance remains unchanged from six months ago, and it currently operates at 94.6 petaflops. And last but not least, let's look at the number one computer, the number one supercomputer in the world. And right now, that particular supercomputer uh, is Summit, S-U-M-M-I-T. It, uh, it's making its third appearance at the top of the top 500 supercomputer speed list. Um, each time it improves its top performance between ratings. And this time around, it delivers about 148 0.6 petaflops, uh, up from 143.5 last fall. Uh, it was built for the United States Department of Energy's Oak Ridge National Laboratory, and it has 2,282,544 IBM Power9 cores that it may, is made up of, uh, and 2,090,880 NVIDIA Volta GV100 cores. 
Very impressive. Summit has a theoretical peak performance of 187.66 petaflops and maintains a power efficiency of 11,324 gigaflops per watt. Okay, well, that's going to wrap up the first podcast here on the Road Less Travel. We looked at uh, the top 10 supercomputers of the world today, and supercomputers today are used for a lot of things. They're used for calculating the weather, looking at uh, long-term weather forecasts, uh, climate control. Um, they have their place uh, in the medical field, looking at uh, uh, various things, diseases, cancer, research, um, and I, in fact, there's even being used right now for the COVID-19 uh, pandemic. Uh, but supercomputers can be utilized for do a lot of things. And another area that I didn't touch on was supercomputers are used in the area of uh, nuclear weapons and nuclear research as well, um, simulating those kinds of things. And so this has been episode one of the Road Less Travel podcast. I'm your host, Data Pioneer. Uh, stay tuned for my next weekly podcast, which will cover another topic. And I uh, hope you enjoyed this podcast. Let me know. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. And so this is Data Pioneer signing out. Have a good day. Take care. Bye-bye.